award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in, for watching, for listening. Uh, we got a great show for you lined up today. It's uh, Mr. Jason Holland is back. Uh, it's always fun to have him in studio. So. Always, always is. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, enjoy being here. You're going to talk about putting up with me. <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. Really, just one topic, though. Here I am making making stories. It's going to be all about line today, fishing line. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. We've, we've hit on it uh, throughout the shows, but really taking a, a, a whole segment of time and kind of getting the weeds just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, no pun intended. Uh, well, I weeds. mean, if no. you fish <laughs> the way I do, you're in the weeds, you're in the trees. <laughs> Take a deeper look at yeah. fishing oh, Deeper like dive. Oh, yeah. wow. Where's our rim shot when you need it? <laughs> um, anyway, Don, what you what you got over there? You got oh, a new, a new hey, hat to, to yeah, tout? I'm, I'm uh, wearing, of course, one of our, this is probably my personal favorite for this time of year. It's yeah. got the clothes back, and it's nice warm for for wintertime nice brown and uh we've got the uh the camo version here uh with a, a with a mesh back in the back and uh yeah yeah of course sporting the agency logo on the front and uh adjustable of course yeah uh but anyway it's it's just one of several that are available right now yeah uh make great Great uh, gifts and uh, stocking stuffers. Yeah, stocking stuffers. You just can't go wrong. You know, there's all kinds of things on there on our on our store. So yeah, so make sure you visit shop.goutdoorstennessee.com to pick one of those up. So or pick up something else. There's all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. Hey, and a, a quick shout out to our radio partner uh, WMOD in Bolivar, and uh, uh, they. They uh, air our Wildcast Extras, the five-minute version, uh, every day at 8.15. Uh, so, anyway, we really appreciate WMOD and Bolivar. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome to have these stations across the state. That, I know it. I know run it. the show, and we really appreciate them. Really appreciate those that, that subscribe to us on social media and subscribe uh, via the iTunes or the their, your favorite podcasting app, you know. So. And the word's getting out there because our, our numbers are up on uh, the social platforms, too. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, yeah. People are listening, and we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think, we're, I think overall you're just seeing that uptick in, uh, in podcasts, and especially in the outdoor podcast arena. I mean, you mm-hmm. go out and, and, of course, I'm a nerd, so I go out and, and, uh, <laughs> and look and see what the new ones are out and see what, you know, who's listening and who's uh, tuning in and numbers and just uh, thoroughly in diving in depth with that because it's such a important platform that is going to do nothing but grow. I mean, I think we have just hit the tip of the iceberg uh, in regard to not only podcasting, but especially outdoor-based podcasting. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that the TWA is on the front lines. We talked about it earlier. Uh, if you look at the number of state agencies across the country that have this platform, uh, you know, the TWRA is just one of only a handful that, and not only that, it's not like something you guys just fired up a few days ago. This has been going on for uh, right. years. Yeah. And, and so yeah. uh, it's exciting that I personally get to be a part of it, but to see what the state, uh, you know, that I'm involved with and, and hunting and fishing is on the, you know, cutting edge of. Of getting that information out there is so important. Uh, trying to educate, and you guys continually do a fantastic job. Shameless plug on my part Dang. for Wildcast, <laughs> but uh, it, it's really cool to see that we're on the progressive side 
And uh, it's just, just a lot of runway left for what the show can do. With that, Jason, you. you will always be welcome to come back to work. <laughs> hey, part, well, guys, we appreciate you, you spreading the word. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, I was just strictly greasing a wheel right there, right? <laughs> Typical sales technique. Uh, he's a salesman. Yeah. Hey, speaking of shout-outs, I'm going to just do a quick shout-out to Doug Markham, who yeah. kind of was spearheaded uh, not only the podcast, but for years, you know, he has done a, uh, uh, a yeoman's job at, at radio saturday morning radio outdoor show uh here in nashville area and um so anyway we we uh are inspired by him regularly in uh uh anyway yeah. just just appreciate doug yeah he was he was great to, to work with and co-host with he is good retired at what he does. from here and and uh is immersing himself in in fishing yeah. good I'm for sure. him yeah. big fisherman Can I, that's, that's what, that we're all trying to get to at some point <laughs> that we right. can retire we can, and fish yeah just strictly immerse ourselves in whatever outdoor activity i want to immerse myself more into duck hunting uh, deep into fishing and will always be but i don't plan on retiring and diving more into that whole duck hunting game because yeah. it is now uh, it's a, you know, it's a good break. Uh-huh. You're fishing all year long, and then uh, you take, you know, that's six to eight weeks, and and shoot some ducks. And when he get you a turkey too, that'll hook you. Yeah, I have to listen. My wife has made it extremely clear: uh, <laughs> zero right now, zero more hobbies that are coming oh. into the Holland household. <laughs> well, it's not an additional hobby; it's just hunting. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I like who's the salesman now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. teed that hunting up. and fishing. Yeah. It's only two, baby. Yeah, honey, I'm still doing exactly what I've done. I just <laughs> added another animal that I'm hunting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I gave up. Uh, I say gave up. I don't deer hunt near as much as I used to. Once I got introduced to real in-depth duck hunting, and you know, we're very blessed in the state. Not we only, are. of course, I know we're talking about fishing, but uh, name your poison, and you, yeah, you got it right. And everybody says, "Hey, Louisiana is the sportsman's paradise," and I don't. I mean, it's it's got a lot of cool options as well, yeah. but. Uh, we are right there at the top with really, really great opportunities to you can go to East Tennessee, and now you can hunt elk. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way, you can go to West Tennessee and right. have some of the best duck hunting in the country. It's just at everything in between, uh, we are really, really blessed. If you like to be outside, uh, Tennessee is the place to be. Can't help that there's no ocean touching the state. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not our fault. It's I not mean, our fault. Yeah. <laughs> I did not form it, so I cannot be held responsible. Uh, but if there was, can you only imagine? Yeah. But uh, today, we're talking all about fish line. I'm just hijacking. Did you see that? You'll go right Todd, into Todd, you it. like that yeah. transition? Just took it That's right good. over. I, I'm excited because, I mean, there's all kinds of different types. You walk, like I said, in a show, past show, you walk into a store, you got all kinds of rods. Now, you go to the line section, and there's a rack full. What oh, do you do? Man. Yeah. Where yeah, do I we mean, start? There is, and it's, uh, again, we say this consistently, if you're just getting into it, it is absolutely overwhelming. And mm-hmm. so what happens is because you get overwhelmed, you go back to the one line that you've always used, and you say, I know this will work, and that's what you stick with, and it's trilene fluorocarbon, uh, excuse me, trilene monofilament or Berkeley Big Game, and that's every rod you got has got that on it because uh-huh. I know what it is. Everything else is just, just, it's new, it's fancy. I've always caught them on this. My granddad caught them on this, and this is what I'm going to use. And I hear you. And guess what? You absolutely can. Yep. You can catch them on any fishing line you want to. Now, if you want to make it a little bit easier on yourself or up your odds a little bit or get a little bit more specific for certain types of fishing, there is a plethora of lines and line companies that are out there. So uh, high level, uh, personally, I'm a huge fan of a company called Sunline uh, for their uh, monofilament and for their fluorocarbon. Um, Sunline, if I'm not mistaken, was a company that actually invented uh, the fluorocarbon line in the process of extruding that mm. um, many, many years ago. Maybe Sunline or may have been um, Seaguard. doesn't really matter. 
either one of those are watching that, I'm sorry if I screwed it up. Yeah. One of them. All great, right? great lines. Great anyway. line anyway. I'm just making this all up as I go. <laughs> None of it's true. Jason Getting, Holland Fishing. Yeah, Jason, Jason Holland, Holland Fishing. <laughs> Come check me out and sue me because I got it wrong. Uh, it's one of them. But point being is that it's you got let me back up. You got three you got three main lines. For fre- again, freshwater fishing and even saltwater. You got monofilament, which is what's really been around for the longest. You have fluorocarbon. Fluorocarbon is uh, really started off in the saltwater realm and made its way over to freshwater. And then you have braided lines slash super lines, a lot of different terms used for that. And they all have their place, uh, and they all work well. Uh, so when it comes to specific brands, we'll start there. When it comes to monofilament uh, and fluorocarbon, I like the company called Sunline. Personal preference. Um from a monofilament standpoint, uh, we've all been using the Berkeley Trilene. Uh, that's been the staple. You can get it everywhere, very inexpensive. Uh, or Berkeley Big Game, which is really designed for you know catfish and, and bigger animal, uh-huh. uh, bigger animals, something like that. Apparently now we're <laughs> fishing for tigers uh, for for bigger size fish, but yeah. it works it works well for a lot of different applications. Um, from a braided line standpoint, I like Suffix. Um, Suffix is a good line. Uh, Power Pole, excuse me, Power Pro was really the, the first one that made a big splash with braided lines into the freshwater. And that's really what everybody started off with and understood that. Or Spider Wire mm-hmm. um, was a big player uh, years and years ago. But yeah. in all honesty, if you buy uh, any of those products and you don't buy the bottom of the barrel, the, the bargain bin, you don't have to go buy $50 spool either. A lot of times in that middle range, uh-huh. uh, it will work great for 95% of your fishing. Uh, myself, I, I like to fish tournaments. And so for me, it makes sense to spend a little bit extra money and get very defined specific line for specific applications. But you don't have to do that by any means. Uh, you can stick with monofilament filament across the board, like I said. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about when they work, when when another option may be a little bit better. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, tensile strength. We'll talk about line diameter. We'll talk about the color. Uh, so we're really going to dive pretty deep into the process, but hopefully not be overwhelming. And so make that when you walk into Academy, Bass Pro, Walmart, or your local tackle shop, whatever that it is, when you look at that wall of fishing line, you have a better understanding of what you're looking at. Okay. We all good? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm ready to learn. All right. So we're going to start with, um, well, th- we didn't even get into copolymers, but we'll, well, we may hit on that. <laughs> but we'll start, uh, we'll start with monofilament. Monofilament, again, is the least expensive of them all. And the other thing is it's really stretchy. So you, you can take monofilament, you can tie it to a tree, and obviously on your reel and tie it to a tree, and then you can just walk and pull and pull, and it'll keep stretching and stretching and stretching, and eventually it will break. You can't do that with any other line. Monofilament is extremely stretchy, and you think, well, that's got to be a good thing. Well, it is in applications where you need additional stretch, right? You need that additional rubber band action. Mm-hmm. Prime example is crankbaits, right? So a crankbait, a fish will come up as you're reeling it along, and he'll come up behind it. And they look at it, or they'll come up and they will just suck it in, usually head first, uh, is how they like to eat. Uh, but they'll typically come up and follow it. And then if they're going to eat, sometimes they'll spin and come in and hit it head first, or sometimes they'll hit it and just nip at the back of it. But that was a lot of talking about how they're going to eat a crankbait. <laughs> but point being is anything with a treble hook, you like that additional stretch. So we can come up, hit it, and you know, they, they create a vacuum, right? And that's how they, they eat it, they, they suck the water in with the bait. And by the time you feel that, right, he's got it, he's closing his mouth, you're reeling, and then you want to set that hook. Well, you want him to have time to grab it, you feel it, him shut his mouth, 
and then you want to set the hook on them. Well, a treble hook hook set is completely different than a fishing a plastic worm. Mm -hmm. Plastic worm, you're going to feel the bite, reel down, and hit them as hard as you can. Try to drive that hook home. Well, on a crankbait or anything with a treble hook, you have usually much smaller hooks. And you want that just to kind of pull into it, right? Mm -hmm. They're usually super sharp, and you want those those treble hooks to bury and pull into their mouth. Well, the extra stretch, well, back up in the last show, we talked about a rod. Mm -hmm. A crankbait rod is going to have much more uh, parabolic bend, right? It's going to have a much faster tip, and it's going to help load up. Well, your line helps that same process. Your line being monofilament is super stretchy, and so yeah. as you're reeling it, you feel the bite, and you set the hook, usually typically sideways, and a long sweeping hook set. It's all that tension is building up, building up, and it's going to drive those hooks home. Uh -huh. right? And so that stretch of the monofilament actually works into your favor, where it also helps you is when you're fighting that fish, right? You want that that rod to give, that, yeah. that uh, rubber band effect. Well, your line is doing the same thing. You may fight you for a while. Exactly. You're going to get a good fight out of it, and the good thing is it's going to keep those hooks buried because it's as he pulls, that line stretches, right? So you're keeping tension, but he's not going to pull it and wind up breaking it. Right. Monofilament works great for those applications. The other great thing about monofilament is it floats. Where fluorocarbon and fluorocarbon sinks, uh, braid will sit on top of the water usually and float a little bit as well, but you don't want to use necessarily braid when you're, when you're crankbait fishing. So because it floats, monofilament works great for topwater, right? So typically when you're fishing a topwater, you want the nose of whatever bait that you've got. Uh, we'll use a spook, for example, right? A, a spook yeah. or that walk the dog action. Those are fun. Yeah, ton of fun. A lot of you know, a lot of commotion on top, and bass lose their mind and they explode all <laughs> over. Well, you want that line floating on top of the water, so it's not pulling the nose of your bait down, making it harder to work and don't get the correct action. Monofilament is great for that. What's even better for top water? Here's another little tip: is take braided line and tie. A tie a monofilament leader, mm. and you get the best of both worlds. You get the casting distance of braid, and then you also get the floating action of monofilament. Mm. And you get you don't have that, uh, you have clear line going to your bait. So cool. just another random tip. If yeah. you're fishing a spook or topwater, uh, my personal, I, I throw braid to a monofilament leader. Ton of fun. Uh, but you like that, you need that stretch in that scenario. Well, these fish are hitting hard too, right? I mean... It's going to hit pretty hard, so it you know that give is good. Especially, like yeah. Jason said, coming head-on to that yeah. bait. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. coming the opposite direction. Head-on collision. You got much, it. What's the it? prime? It, I'm glad you hit on that because that is where, <clears throat> if you think about it, when he comes and he's hitting a moving bait, right? Mm -hmm. So he's he, she, whatever the, the fish is, it's, it's at the same speed, obviously typically faster, but it has to be at least at the same speed that you're cranking that crankbait. So <clears throat> it's a moving collision, mm -hmm. and so you want that stretch. To help you out when you're fishing a bottom bait like a jig or a worm, right? It's you're working it real slow. He comes up, sees it, sucks it in, and doesn't even really move. And so you have completely different bite actions. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so your line is going to help you in that scenario where head-on collision, and he's hitting. It, and what, a lot of times, what they'll do is they'll see it coming across, and they'll hit it sideways, mm -hmm. running wide open. <laughs> right, especially if there's several bass in the area and they're competing for food, uh -huh. he'll hit it wide open and absolutely crush it, and it's so much fun. <laughs> uh, but in those scenarios, you need to have the right setup to help you maximize and get that fish, yeah. because as soon as you feel it, you're going to instant instinctively you're going to set the hook, and you need that stretch to help load that bait yeah. up. Well, good there. Good. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Monofilament. Monofilament. All right. Now we're going to move over to fluorocarbon. Uh, fluorocarbon has a couple different properties that are different than uh, monofilament. Fluorocarbon, well, like I said, sinks. 
right? It, you throw it on top of the water, it will sink down. It's a very dense, heavy line. Uh, the other thing about fluorocarbon is it's crystal clear. So if you're fishing clear water, a Dale Hollow, a Center Hill, something like that, that's really clear, uh-huh. uh, you want to use a fluorocarbon because it allows the light to pass right through it and you mm-hmm. can't see it. Uh, monofilament does, you know, to a point, but it still will reflect light where fluorocarbon allows it to directly go through it. Uh, so it's uh, will sink, and then also um, it is extremely clear. Yeah, because it has very little to almost no stretch. Um, that works very well in a scenario where you don't want any stretch, such as bottom baits. Right, you're fishing a jig. That's a great time to use fluorocarbon. Um, the other thing about fluorocarbon is it's a little bit it's a little bit more abrasive resistance. Um, monofilament can be pretty susceptible to if you hit a branch or a rock and nick it mm-hmm. um you know it, it doesn't have it's not as strong or impact resistant as a fluorocarbon i will say in all of these lines that we're talking about each manufacturer has different properties built into that so for instance if you want a monofilament that has more abrasive resistance trialing makes one for that scenario so okay. again you get into more specialty lines but generally speaking if you're talking about fluorocarbon line it's going to be much more abrasive resistant coming out of the package in a normal scenario to monofilament. Uh, where fluorocarbon is great, like I said, is bottom baits. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is you can get a thinner diameter. So, for instance, let's just talk about uh, a 20-pound tensile strength test line. Now, a 20-pound line or 15-pound line, this is the terms that we all talk about. Very, very uh, strong, extremely durable. Uh, you're fishing a jig across rocks or you're pulling a worm through a bunch of weeds. Uh, fluorocarbon is going to give you that tensile strength but a smaller diameter. So it doesn't have to go as round as 20-pound monofilament to get the same tensile strength. Ah. Now, conversely, braided line even goes smaller to give you more tensile strength. Mm -hmm. And we'll we'll hit on braided line here in a second. But it's all about smaller diameter. So again, Clear Lakes, for example, right? You want the bait to have as much natural action as it can handle. Well, the lighter your line the more action you will get inherently out of the bait because the line is not controlling or manipulating the action of the bait that you're throwing. We are way in the weeds right now, I understand. <laughs> but <laughs> you're good. Uh, if you use it, the, the, the lighter, here's, here's the rule of thumb. Use the lightest line you can get away with. You will catch more fish. I would rather err on the side that I wind up accidentally breaking one off because I did not have enough, Right. Uh, I didn't have a strong enough line opposed to having more line than I need and getting very few bites, right? There's a fine balance. Um, you fish a little while, you'll figure it out. But the more, the less thickness of your line or less tensile strength of your line, the more bites you're going to get because the action of the bait is going to do what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, again, use the lightest line you possibly can use. Uh, where fluorocarbon is not good for us, it's the same thing when monofilament shines on top water, fluorocarbon does not shine on top water, mm. right? Because now you have the weight of this line pulling down the nose of your bait. And you're not going to have the correct action. So uh, fluorocarbon can be a little um, not brittle. It just it has a lot of memory, okay. right? So we're monofilament. I mean, it, you could throw it on a spool and it never kinks up or does anything. Well, fluorocarbon has a property that um, because of uh, some of the good things that it does, one of the inherent things that's not very good about it is it can get can get kinked up um, and it can. It can be a little bit harder to work with the monofilament. Yeah, I'm not saying don't use it because it's a little harder to work with. There's a lot of advantages. Definitely. Uh, but just know that when you first go and you're fishing mono for the last 47 years <laughs> and you go buy your first spool of fluorocarbon, it's not the same line. Right. right? So right. understand this is a completely different line. Yeah. Uh, so don't get upset. Just understand it's going to have different properties. You have to work with a little bit. But 
Definitely worth it. Now, we talked about crankbaits for uh, using monofilament for crankbaits. That's absolutely true. Now, only thing that I do a little bit different with that is I use fluorocarbon for my jerkbaits. Right? One, helps the jerkbait get down lower. Uh-huh. But I'm not just constantly reeling a jerkbait, right? I'm jerk, jerk, pause. Yeah, dancing it around a little bit. You got bit. it. And so fluorocarbon works really well because it helps weight that and uh, it gives a little bit better, a little bit different properties than uh, a monofilament because a monofilament, again, is going to try to pull that bait back up. On a crankbait, it doesn't matter. I'm just constantly reeling. The, the, the uh, bill of that bait is driving it. So it doesn't matter really what my line is trying to pull it up. Right. It doesn't matter. But a jerk bait where I'm throwing it out and I could have, especially in the winter, I could have a 10 or 15 second pause. And that bait's just sitting there suspended in the water column. I want a I want a line that's not trying to pull it back up. Right. Uh, and so fluorocarbon is a great example of when to use that. All right. How are we on time? I think we're good. We got about uh, eight minutes or so. Eight minutes. All right. So, but the colors. Do you have colors in mono and and uh, fluorocarbon? Uh, you Floor do. Carbon. Fluorocarbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have uh, most of the time. Everybody's going to use either a clear or they're going to use a greenish tint, uh, like a moss type green. You talked about the clear being great, you know, of the... Yeah, absolutely. The so here, here's the difference of when <clears throat> a colored um, fluorocarbon or monofilament will work. Really, in a monofilament, really, there's you're going to use green or clear. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's just, from that scenario, those are really the two, because there's nothing else that you're going to do with that line based on what we just talked about, where any other colors will matter. Where it does matter in fluorocarbon is that, uh, for instance, there is a uh, Sunline makes a flipping... Fluorocarbon. Right? It's designed if you're pitching and flipping baits, mm-hmm. where you're actually watching your line, right? For line watchers, right? Where that matters is if you take a bait and you flip it into uh, a bush, right? You're gonna you're gonna sit there and you're gonna watch your line to see if it ticks, if it jumps, which means you may not even feel the bite. It mm-hmm. just means the fish has got it. And so when you're when you're in a scenario where you're watching your line instead of trying to feel your bite, uh, they make one <clears throat> for guys that are watching. Um, That's bright. It is a bright, flu- a bright fluorescent green, uh, and so you can actually see the line. Well, a lot of people think, well, I don't want that. The fish will see it. Mm. Well, again, you're not going to be fishing this line in real clear water. Let me clarify. You're right. not going to go out to Dale Hollow when you got 12-foot visibility and throw floor. Well, you're you know. in the weeds right here. You're flipping. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're in the trees. You're in the, the, the weeds. You're in wherever that the line color is not going to matter. Or uh, you're going to be on a silt bottom lake like Old Hickory Lake here in Nashville where – just inherently, the water is has more stain, you know, has more color to it. Yeah. So that's not the fish is not going to see it. Clear water, obviously, you stay away from it. So, uh, in those scenarios, you definitely, uh, if you're going to be watching the line, get a line that has some dyed color to it, and it'll help you uh, in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So that's really fluorocarbon between monofilament and fluorocarbon. Really, fluorocarbon is the only one you'll use that has a dyed property to it. Gotcha. Uh, now it's a great segue into super lines or braided lines. Uh, everything we're talking about, do whatever you want to, right? It will all work. Um, and the reason I say that is there's some guys that like to throw a crankbait um, with braided line. Now, David Fritz um, has made a career on fishing a crankbait. And he has crankbait. Uh, Berkeley makes a, a whole line of crankbaits called Fritzside for David Fritz. This guy is the crankbait king. Uh, and he cranks with braid. Mm-hmm. He may be the only one I've ever heard of that does it consistently and does it well, but he has a whole system, and feel free to go out and read on that. And if you want to adapt that, knock yourself out. He obviously does it and does it very, very well. Sure. But it is very, very segmented and unique to what he does. So 
I say that to say braided lines are typically going to be where you need a ton of power, a ton of strength. So if you're uh, on Nickajack or you're on Chick uh, and you're fishing, a, you know, and we've done a show on hollow body frogs across the grass mats, right. you need a ton of rod and a ton of line to get those drag those fish out because you're pulling 25, 30 pounds of weeds with you. Yeah. Well, super lines are just woven or braided um, materials that make up a real small diameter fishing line. Uh-huh. So uh, to give you an example, uh, the one I've got in my hand here is 20-pound braided line. But the equivalent in the, the diameter is a 6-pound monofilament equivalent. Huh. So how, how thick or how raw, round the line is, even though it's 20 pounds worth of power, it's only the size of six-pound monofilament. Wow. So it gives you much more strength and a much smaller diameter. Uh, and so those areas where you're, if you're fishing a frog or you're punching the grass mats, which we've talked about before, you need that super strong line. And if you're trying to use 60-pound uh, fluorocarbon, I don't know if makes, maybe they make 60-pound fluorocarbon. I don't <laughs> mean saltwater applications, but it would be super, it'd be like the size of a pencil. Yeah. Where super lines or braided lines come into play, you got real small diameter, uh, and you've got uh, a lot of power. Now, mm-hmm. braided lines, um, what I talked about from a dyed standpoint, because they are more of a fabric opposed to an extruded, almost like a plastic, uh, which fishing lines are uh-huh. you know, extruded, yeah. um, braided lines can be dyed to a lot of different colors. And so I'll give you a tip on spinning rods. My setup, 99% of the time, unless I'm cranking with it, is going to be a 16-pound braided line, and in fluorescent yellow um, or green. And uh, guys that are watching here, a couple of them, Yoziri makes some, um, Suffix makes some. And I mean, this stuff is neon glows. Huh. Then what I'll do is same thing like we talked about doing braid to a monofilament leader on your topwater. I do the exact same setup on my spinning rod. So I use fluorescent yellow or green braided line on my spinning rod, but I'll tie typically a six or eight pound fluorocarbon leader. So now I've got the best of both worlds. Mm. I've got the ease of, because braided line is super easy uh-huh. to cast. It's super limp, right? So um, very few backlashes. When you get a backlash, they're super easy to get out. They don't get all tangled up. They don't get it balled up. They Probably don't get no all, memory, I guess. Like exactly right. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly, they have zero memory. And so they're great for casting and they're great for doing a lot of different things, but they are one, there's no stretch. You know, there's zero stretch in braided line. If it stretches, you're going to snap it. Uh, so that's where in those scenarios where you don't want the stretch. Uh-oh, you don't gave me the signal. Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, you don't want the stretch. Uh, super lines are great for that. But in spinning reel, you can just tie a fluorocarbon leader and you get the best of both worlds. So uh, hopefully that was – we got in the weeds – Figuratively. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, best to get in those weeds with that braided yes, line. Yes, if I'm you're getting like, in the weeds, get in a braided line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hopefully that give you least some ideas. So next time you walk up to the rack, you'll kind of know what you're looking at. Um, but again, you know, go to the TWRA, look at YouTube, different things. There's a ton of information out there. Check it out. Uh, I want to thank everybody here for having me back, Mr. Don, Mr. Jason, and our buddy in the back, Todd, making me sound good. Uh, <laughs> love coming here. So uh, check me out, Jason Holland Fishing, on all social media platforms. Love to connect with you on there. And then always three things. See that? I did. If you're watching, I did two things, but I meant three things. Your <laughs> what, faith, are, what are those three those things? Those three things Jason? are your faith, your family, and your fishing, in that order. So I like that. Thanks awesome. for having me. As always, look forward to doing it again, hopefully. And uh, thanks again. Yeah. You bet. Don, thank you. You bet. Thank you, Jason. It's always fun to have Mr. Holland with us. And, it uh, is. I learned a lot today, so I know what to look for when I go look at the rack. Uh, pick me out some line. I know what I'm looking for. Well, good. Learned a lot.
Thank you. Yeah. No, I almost didn't screw it up. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we could have gotten a lot more, but that's for the next time. Yeah. So uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.